I was just rambling basically my whole life. Uh, I was in the military at a young age, lived in Colorado, lived on couches everywhere. Um, I didn't really have any focus. I, I don't think I knew that you could make a career out of writing a song and singing it. Welcome to the Peach Jam Podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians from across the Peach State. Each episode will profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell, and on this week's podcast, we're going to meet an artist from Chatsworth who didn't start his musical career until he was in his 30s. I'm Pony Bradshaw, I'm from Chatsworth, Georgia, and I play Americana music. Now you've told me backstage and in off mic that it's hard to describe what kind of music you play. Why is it so hard to describe it? Uh, well, it's not because it's weird or avant-garde, it's more because it's more than one uh, genre, probably. Americana has become a, an umbrella term for country, rock, folk things like that, and we, we fall under that umbrella. And I've seen it listed as like Southern Gothic. Do you, have you seen that? Do you know what that is? Well, I mean, I don't know if the term originated from Flannery O'Connor back in the day and Faulkner, but yeah, it's just the grotesque, the, the seedier parts of Southern culture. Maybe that's what they mean by that. songwriting and just talking to you that you've got to be highly intelligent you you're a, you study in books and literature and and then that translates to your music mm. am I correct in this that's true the intelligent part my wife would not appreciate you saying that <laughs> she doesn't want me to you know get a big head but yeah, uh, yeah I read uh, a ton you know fiction nonfiction and it leads me into, you know, songs and what I create and what inspires and interests me more than inspires. What I find interesting about you, uh, well, one of the things I find interesting about you is the fact that you didn't start playing until you were in your 30s. So first, take me back. You, you grew up in Mississippi and then Texas. Is that correct? Yeah, I was born in Biloxi, lived in Pass Christiane. And then uh, my dad was in the Navy, so we, we moved around quite a bit, mostly Texas. Uh, lived in California some, but high school, the formative years were in East Texas. And then you landed in Chatsworth, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, yep, about uh, 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. That, I mean, that had to be a little bit different, or 
did you find that it was close to home? Well, it was similar, and uh, ge uh, well, the the terrain was similar. You know, the Piney Woods region is where I grew up in East Texas. It's very flat, uh, but it looks like North Georgia without the mountains. And now, would you say that North Georgia is home for you? I, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I have children that were born in Dalton, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Chatsworth doesn't have a a hospital where kids can whatever that's called. Oh. <laughs> What is that called? Yeah, yeah, don't like nursery and delivery. OB, yeah, yeah. Or no, I don't yeah. Remember what Labor and delivery. Yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah. Yeah, so it's home and it's it's where I'll be forever, I assume. Sweating out the milkweed in Raven County. We were born from the myth. Don't you ever doubt it? On the side of bench of history. I, I don't want to say it like 30 so old, but in your 30s is not normally when you decide, hey, I'm going to be a professional musician now. Yeah, I mean, I was just rambling basically my whole life. Uh, I was in the military at a young age, lived in Colorado, lived on couches everywhere. Um, I didn't really have any focus. I mean, I, I think I learned a few chords on a guitar in my mid 20s, late 20s, but I never, I never really had any interest of uh, doing anything with it. I, I don't think I knew that you could make a career out of writing a song and singing it, you know, um, other than you know, just big fame, those types of people. The, the working class kind of career as a musician I didn't know existed. And um, I did a few open mics in Chattanooga, and I guess that's all it takes is somebody saying you, your songs are good, you know, and it just pushes you further and further into that world. You were doing open mics off of your music. It was original music. That yeah, that was. The, I think that's what drew me to this place. It was called the Camp House. It was an all original kind of open mic. They didn't allow uh, cover songs, so everybody was kind of on an even playing field. Although some folks would travel in from Nashville and stuff and show us how it's really done. You know what I mean? Because it was a, a prize every night, money. Mm -hmm. So some folks would travel to 
to try to win that. And uh, I think the first or second time I did it, uh, I won it. So I think that kind of was some validation that I might be doing something I'm good at finally. <laughs> yeah. I, finally. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated at later in your life, you're an adult, and then you learn that you're not just a, a songwriter, but you're a good songwriter and, and you're able to win a contest and you're able to, to turn it into a career. Like, do you think about it like that? It, it, is it two different parts of your life? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's, it's all kind of strange to me still. You know, it doesn't, I never would have thought, you know, 10 years ago I'd be doing this right here, you know, uh, touring, uh, making records. It's, it's all very strange, you know, I can't really understand it, but I'm, I'm very happy that I'm here. I, I feel like I found the purpose finally, you know. Housekeeping with my best girl What did you do beforehand? What kind of jobs did you have? Well, my first job ever, I was a cop in the Air Force. Wow, <laughs> yeah, really? That, that didn't work out too well. Uh, I was booted after two and a half years, I think. I just just wasn't ready for folks to holler at me all the time. You yeah. know? I don't think I'm ready for that now either. But um, I never really had a like a, a great job, you know. I was bombing a lot. I mean, it's... It's the truth. It's not an admirable time of my life. But uh, my first real job after the military was in Chatsworth. So I worked uh, as a financial analyst at a flooring manufacturer for about eight years. And then uh, my last job, I was a newspaper writer, sports writer for the, our local paper. And that was about five years ago, I, uh, last time I had a straight job. That's incredible. Yeah. So you were able to flex that muscle, that writing muscle, I guess. Yeah, I flexed it too much at work. I would get in trouble for my Microsoft Word uh, pulled up writing all day instead of doing my job. <laughs> you were writing songs? Oh, yeah. Supposed yeah. To be writing somehow they would monitor our screens, and yeah. I would get written up every now and then for not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, so do you have uh, songs recorded that you wrote in the office at the newspaper? Yeah, I mean... Uh, most of the songs on, uh, well, it wasn't that newspaper. They didn't care what I did. It was at that financial analyst. Oh, it was the, the financial analyst. Place, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, half of the songs on my first record, uh, Sudden Opera, Bad Teeth, and those songs, were, I wrote them at my desk there. That's fantastic. I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thinking about traveling around Georgia, and I know that you've, you've traveled all over the country, but when you've traveled around Georgia, have you discovered any, any spots that people aren't aware of or need to be more aware of? Are there any hidden gems around the state? Hmm. Oh, you know, I love where I live. I mean, I, I feel like I got lucky where I ended up. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's, I think that's why I'm, I'm drawn to writing about it. You know, it's it's become my metaphor. It's how I, it's what I attach, you know, my thoughts to that region. And so, I mean, to me, that's a hidden gem, but I don't want folks coming and trying to change it. You know what I mean? Not like that old ornery man where he doesn't like progression, you know, but not all progression and all buildings and all restaurants are good moves. I like peace and quiet and, that's why I'd never moved to Nashville or anything like that. When you're writing songs, like some of the ones you played today, you mentioned Ella J and Raven County and St. Simons. And, mm. and so you, you have a connection with the state, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, you know, most people, where they go to high school, they learned about their state history. So I, I learned Texas history, not Georgia history. So it's all new and exciting to me, everything about Georgia. And it still is, even though I've been here a while. I love St. Simon's Island. I, I mean, that's probably why I mentioned that's one place, one beach town that I dig, you know. Savannah's great too, but. And uh, Raven County, 
I live in Northwest. That's more Northeast, but it's, oh man, it's, it's beautiful. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a unique and kind of mystical region, you know, up near the Fox Fire Museum. You ever heard of that? I think it's Mountain City or Mountain Town, Georgia. Um, Brass Town, Bald's close to there, but it, it, up in the Fox Fire Museum area, they're almost considered a rainforest in that mountainous region there because of the rain and the weather they get there, which is just crazy. The Conestoga River, which is close to my house, next to Fort Mountain and uh, Grassy Mountain, has uh, like one of the most species in a river in, in uh, the United States of America, right there in North Georgia, you know? So it's, there's just so much like in the, the natural world that I dig about Georgia. Walk me through how you write a song as intricate as you write. Hmm. Uh, kind of like what I said earlier. I'm not. I never sit down and uh, say I'm writing a song today. I'm always reading. I don't have a job, a normal job. So anytime I'm home, I'm reading, I'm taking notes, writing in my journal. My brain is always thinking about song, even on the way here. Uh, it just never stops. So it's like an active, always active creating in my brain. And then some little line will just hit me or some little progression on the guitar. And then I'll write a couplet or two and leave it alone, come back later. And like now I'm very confident and I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, in the past, that would bother me. I would feel like I was losing some edge to my, you know, my, my knife or whatever. I can't um, stress how important uh, books and reading is to my process. It's uh, 
I was listening to a podcast on the way here today. It was uh, the guest, I can't remember the name of it, but the guest was Werner Herzog, the filmmaker. But he has a book out too. It's a nonfiction. It's like a collection of interviews. But um, he stresses the importance of reading for filmmakers. For any kind of artist out there, it's, it, it, it gives you perspectives that you can't, it's hard to get so many perspectives, especially living in a small town, you know what I mean? And those perspectives and experiences are what make a good songwriter to me. You know, it uh, helps you uh, branch out from the generic, the specifics do. I wiped away the tears like they was flies on a melon As she fell into my arms, I was buying what she was selling The furrows deep and newly plowed There's mercy in the sea without Washed in
you still get nervous? Yeah, like this, I'm nervous. Yeah, is this, this is <laughs> this making is you anxious? I can't close my eyes and <laughs> sing, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I, I get nervous, uh, a good nervous now, performing shows and stuff. It's not uh, a nervousness that would uh, make me not get up there and do it. Are you famous in some part of the world that would be surprising to people? Hmm. I could tell you that I'm not famous where I live. <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> listens to my records where I live either. Nobody knows you in Chatsworth? No, man. Uh, there's a few uh, younger dudes that have been coming out to some shows, which is surprising. Uh, I think about 20 years old or something like that. And they're they're into it. But for the most part, even, you know, family members, they just they just don't listen to it. They, they'd rather hear uh, the jukebox from Hank Jr. or something like that. It's good though. I mean, I, it'd be cool to be received uh, well there, but I don't want to be bothered, you know. So I guess it's more positive than negative. I like that. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to go back and talk to 16-year-old Pony Bradshaw, hmm. what is it you say to that kid? Man, that's what I. I, I that's how I talk to my sons now, because I don't remember having, you know, adults guiding me. And like, I'm, I'm just now in the past 10 years learning about how one uh, gets character, like good character as a good, good man, a good human. And those things as a young guy, I was just wild. And I don't know what I would say to him, but maybe focus on uh school you know i never finished college and that's something it's not something i necessarily wish i finished for the reasons that most think it's uh i hate to say it's an ego thing uh, sometimes people hear you didn't finish college and they just think you're dumb you know especially in certain regions of the south so a lot of my life has been trying to prove people wrong, which is not the best way to go about it usually, you know. Yeah, there's so many things I could tell the 16-year-old me. <laughs> but, you know, then I wouldn't be right here, so who knows. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode with Pony Bradshaw. You can find his complete musical performances on the GPB YouTube page. The Peace Jam podcast is recorded live in the GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. You can join us for our next episode when we'll meet a band from Atlanta that has found a lot of success in Europe. They think we're Americana. <laughs> yeah. Do they really? <laughs> they think we're the genuine article. Yeah. I don't know. Gringo Star will be here next time on the Peach Jam Podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Chris Howe, our director of photography. Michael Harris, our production coordinator. Rick Smith of RS Lighting is our lighting director, and our sound engineering was provided by Sounds Good. Be sure to join me for the next episode, and in the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.